if I told you loving yourself could change your life? It can, and I know from experience. I'm Lo, and this is the Love Yourself Inside Out podcast. Everyone is worthy of self-love and guilty of letting others develop narratives about you. It's time to shut that down and own your narrative. Let's cut out the negativity and let yourself shine. It's never too late to love yourself inside out. Hey, 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 listeners. I'm back. It is low. And last week we talked about the conclusion of my 75 hard challenge and that I made the decision not to finish that challenge because I realized, you know, there was some life events and a wedding in particular that I really wanted to just be present in and all of that. And so this topic is all about being the CEO of your life. Yes, you heard me, the CEO of your life. That's because you have control. It is all up to you what you do and how you grow and where you go with everything, all the tools that you have within, the things that you've learned, you know, from different life journeys um, and everything you want to do in the future. It's all at your reach. It's just a matter of, you know, what budget are you giving yourself? You know, what timeline are you going to set for certain things? And, you know, how do you want to map out your time? You know, I recently was reminded that, you know, when I take a day off, I usually end up either recording podcast episodes or I've got something else going on. You know, like I never really just take days off just to have the days off where I'm not doing anything. There's usually, you know, something that's happening in those days where, you know, I'm pushing myself or doing something that's on the side outside of my career. And, that's what it is about being a CEO. Like you get to choose how you're spending your time and where you're investing. And to me, taking a day off to record podcast episodes is a lot of fun. I totally enjoy it. It's a recharge for me. And it's, I mean, it's not exactly like going to the spa. Let's be real. That That's a whole other experience. But in the way it kind of gives me that same recharge is having a spa day or, you know, just totally disconnecting because I love doing this podcast. So it's something that's just total fun. So being a CEO of your life, you know, that means that you're just in charge. Like I said, your thoughts, your goals, your dreams, your successes, you know, things you're going to try. It's just so empowering the minute that you call yourself a CEO, because like when we talk about CEOs or you read like CEO of X, Y, and Z company, you feel like there's a certain power behind them. Like they have this ultimate decision factor. They are, you know, the top. I mean, there might be a board behind them or something like that, that they have to answer to, but it's like, you know, they're on a day-to-day, that main decider of how everybody else is working And so when you put yourself into that CEO seat and you get to tell yourself you are, you know, the one steering the wheel, you are the one determining your path, there's a different type of authority that comes with that. And it's kind of like you're telling yourself you are the most powerful and you do get to make these decisions. And even though you have family and friends and other people in your life, it's like you're taking ownership for who you are and the accountability to yourself of how you want to be and show up for yourself and others. And once you give yourself that CEO title, it's like others can't 
take it away from you because you've already told yourself that's who you are. And it kind of gives you a, a better way to set boundaries, you know, with people if you need or with yourself and how you want to do things. It gives you more power in those decisions, which is so cool because a lot of times we let, you know, outside influences, social media, like I said, friends, family, coworkers, we let things we see on TV, you know, make us envious of other things or make us wish like I wish what they had or that whole, you know, FOMO, fear of missing out, like all that stuff is out there to kind of take away from you or make you feel like you're not quite, you know, 100% or you're not like the best you can be because you don't have what they have or you're not in that situation and or maybe you didn't hit the career goal you wanted to hit or whatever it is that is detracting you from feeling 100% about or just really, you know, powerful about yourself. When you tell yourself you're a CEO, it helps mitigate that. It helps shut down some of that, you know, envy or jealousy or I wish I had because you're taking ownership in your actions. And like accountability is everything to me. It is something that I have always been, I think. Like I just always feel like it's best to admit when you've made a mistake. It's best to admit when you've been right. I mean, hey, it's a lot of fun when you've been right or you know, it's best to just say, yep, I decided that for myself. I decided not to do this. And this was the repercussion of that. Owning it is just so truthful. It's so transparent. It's so, you know, just honest. And when you're honest with yourself and you own the decisions or actions you've taken, it's a freeing thing because there's nothing holding you or nothing you're hiding. You, you're you just being you. And that's the best place when you're an authentic you and you're being accountable to yourself and potentially others. It's just a really cool thing. You know, like I mentioned with the 75 hard, I had talked about it in the WW meetings and, you know, I was, I'm a little afraid to go back to that first meeting and not say that, you know, or like have to admit, I guess that I didn't make it, but I realized because I am the CEO of my life, I made a conscious decision not to do it. And if they're going to, anybody's going to judge me for that, I'm not saying they are, but if somebody were to judge me for not making it, that's on them. It's really not on me. You know, I am the one who chose to start the challenge. I am the one who chose to finish the challenge when I did. So other people's judgment really shouldn't impact me because I was cool with my decision. And if they're not cool with my decision to do something, it's like, oh, well, they're not me. They're not the CEO of my life. I am. And that's how you can like flip it around. Because if I didn't view myself as the CEO and I felt like kind of, you know, I gave up or I wasn't okay with my decision, you know, if I had to tell somebody who knew I was doing it while I didn't finish, I might feel ashamed or embarrassed to admit that. But it's like telling myself I'm the CEO, I made the decision, I'm okay with the decision. When I tell somebody I didn't finish, I'm like, you know, I didn't make it that time. But guess what? Here's what I did learn. And I'm so proud of myself for this. 
where in that statement is room for them to interject and be like, well, you failed. Like, there isn't room for that. I shut out. I shut out any room for them to tell me how I should feel about it. I shut down their narrative about my life story because I'm owning myself. I've already determined what the narrative is for that story. It's not an ashamed feeling. It's not an embarrassed feeling. It is absolutely uh, empowered feeling. I'm like, I accomplished this, you know, and that's my journey. So that's what it's like being the CEO of your life. I was the CEO of my life a few other times. Well, every day I am, but there are a few times, you know, in my past where I really exerted the CEO vibe and I made decisions without consulting anyone else. So we're going to go back to college. Um, my freshman year, I had originally started out at U of O, great school, but I never felt like I fit there. I always felt like I had done it because they had journalism, and I felt like at the time that I was supposed to be in journalism. I had been on the school newspaper in high school, and you know I was really into writing, and like my senior project in high school was a magazine on anti-bullying, so I was always into this writing and paper or, you know, stories. I wrote stories growing up all the time. Like I had the uh, um, adventures of Lauren Bear Call after Lauren Bacall. Um, but I had a red bear. Well, I still have her. But it was a red bear dressed in like a coat and a hat. And it was after Lauren Bacall, who I am named after. But it was Lauren Bear Call. And so I came up with this whole adventure series in like grade school of her and I remember some of the characters like Sammy the snake and stuff and I put her you know through the jungle and all these places she traveled and you know I used to write a lot of poetry some has actually been published in some of those like anthology of poetry books you know so I was really just into writing and expressing myself through the written word you know I've done a blog in the past um, but it in college, when I was actually at UVO and, you know, working to get into the journalism school, I don't know. It just didn't feel right. It it didn't sit well with me. I just didn't feel like I matched the vibe of the school. I didn't feel like journalism was where I really wanted to go. Um, I don't know. Something just didn't click. Like, I was going through the motions, not ever feeling fully connected, I guess, to the experience. So partway through, I think I finished the term there. I went to the administration office and I asked them about, you know, transferring to a different school. Like, what would that look like with the scholarships I had? Because I had gotten multiple scholarships um, and like kind of what that process was. So they explained it to me, and they told me I'd have to give up scholarships. Um, I'd have to, like, sign them over and all of that, which was a big deal, obviously, right? Like, who gives up funding for school? Um, but then I applied to Oregon State. So I decided to apply and see if I could get in to that school. And, you know, I didn't know if it would be in year one or year two or whatever, but I just decided to apply. I ended up getting accepted for, you know, I think it was, I think they were on, I forget, one was trimester, one was quarter. 
So I think it was like the second trimester there or whatever, or maybe it was just spring term. I can't remember exactly which one it was, but regardless, I got in. And um, so what did I do? I didn't tell anyone still that I did this. I went down back to the administration office and I signed over all my student loans saying that I was giving them up or not my student loans. I'm sorry. I kept those. Trust me. I have student loans still now from grad school, but yes, I paid off my undergrad, you know, years and years later from graduating, but I signed over all the scholarships. Um, I gave up all that funding and I decided I was the CEO of my life that day when I did that. Like, who gives up funding? The CEO does. And I decided that my happiness and my long-term, you know, goals in life were not the school of journalism. And I did not love U of O. And I just felt like I needed to give myself the best college experience that I should or could because I knew I needed something different. And trust me, when... Like my mom found out she was not so happy. I mean, whose mom would be happy that their kid gave up scholarships? Um, Mine was not in the fact that she wasn't even included in the decision. Like I didn't include anyone in my decision. I didn't tell anyone I was doing it. I just did it all. And then I knew nobody could tell me, well, you can't do that. Or, you know, you have to stop because it was already all done. Like there was no way to undo it by the time I let people know what I had done. And I remember packing up all my stuff and driving it on over to my new dorm room at Oregon State. And it was amazing. Like my college experience totally changed just from switching schools. I felt like I fit more. I just, I got into College of Liberal Arts there and went into marketing more. Um, communication. And I became an ambassador for the College of Liberal Arts. I even went and worked at the paper for a little tiny bit there. Um, But I just got really immersed in the school. Like to become an ambassador of your college means that you really enjoy it. You see a future there. You want others, you know, because you kind of are in a recruiting position. You are the face of the school for those college students coming on or soon to be college students coming onto the campus at that time. And that's how I knew I fit. Like I wanted other people to experience what I was experiencing and like come in and really enjoy Oregon state in the way I was. So, you know, a total shift from kind of like just trying to get through school to really diving in. And I made great friendships. I met one of the best, um, professors there who was kind of a mentor for me, Dr. Iltis. He was just so great. He helped me realize I could graduate in three years instead of four, which when you give up scholarships, you know, money becomes more of an issue. And I was like, as much as I want to stay and enjoy college, like I really should try to cut down on the future bills that I'm going to have. And if I can get done in three years without, you know, overly exerting myself to a point where I'm not enjoying it like I might as well and he like introduced me to this whole world of rhetoric and getting into these you know classes that were kind of more obscure and like I remember one of my last terms he actually proved me to be in a higher level class than I should have been in but it was because my passion was there and I was so excited to go 
to classes. Yes, I was the person who went to an 8 a.m. class. I know like a lot of people are cringe, but no, I was there at 8 a.m. I was on campus enjoying every single moment. And, you know, I did end up graduating early, but I also got to be like a TA for one of my classes, um, which was really cool. So I got a ton of experiences that if I had stayed back at UVO, I don't know that they would have happened. I mean, they could have very much so happened, but it wouldn't have been the same because my passion and my energy level and feeling like I fit in wasn't at that school. So I made a really big CEO decision, threw away a lot of, you know, funds that I would have had, but it was so worth it in the end. Like the student loans were worth paying off years later because my college experience was everything I wanted. So being a CEO in that way for me was perfect. I showed up for myself and I designed, you know, the future I knew I wanted and in the place I wanted it to be. And sometimes you can't consult other people, even though other people will be impacted by your decision. Sometimes you just really need to do it for yourself. You need to prove it to yourself. And then you can just let others digest it, you know, in the way that they need to. And not every opinion is going to be thrilled with what you did, but it's not their life. It's yours in the end. And you kind of have to go with that. I mean... And so let's say, so now, you know, I did that in college and another CEO big moment that I had was, um, right at the graduation of college, pretty much. I told you my husband and I have been married for almost 17 years, but when we met, it was in May and then we started officially dating like September 30th. And then we got engaged on October 4th and no, not a year later, days later, And then, or I'm sorry, he told me he loved me on October 4th and then October 12th, we got engaged. And then by like October 24th, I believe it was, we had moved to Wisconsin and bought a house sight and seen. And then December 17th, we got married. So as you can imagine, again, there was no real lead time. Family had not met my husband at the time, really. I mean, I was like, hey, he's that guy right there. Like I pointed him out because we worked, we met at the same place for work. When I graduated college early, I decided to do like senior year with no homework, which meant get a full-time job while everyone else was working. And I was just going to stay in the college town and, you know, go out with them and all this stuff. Um, Obviously that changed because I met my now husband, but it was so quick. So you know, I pointed him out, but nobody had really met him. It was all so fast, but it was like, he got a phone call, um, with an opportunity to go work where he was from. And originally, cause he had just been out in, um, Oregon for a couple of years. And it was like, I knew when he got that call, I could feel it in my gut that he, something was changing. Like we were delivering cause we worked at Hertz um, local edition, renting, you know, managers and training for rental cars. And we were delivering a car somewhere. And I knew when he got that call, like I could just tell by the way his tone was probably something with the energy he was giving off. Like I knew something was changing. Like he, I knew, you know, something was going to happen. And I said to him when he got off the phone, I'm like, are you going to move? And he just looked at me and he's like, do you want to come with me? It was the weirdest thing. Like, I knew, I didn't hear what the other person had said, but I could just tell something life-changing was happening. 
And when he said it, I just said, yes. And it was like, we weren't engaged at this point. None of that had happened yet, but it was like, yeah, I'll go with you. So it was like, I made a split to sec second decision, but it was kind of like, I knew it was right. Um, and then with the engagement and the wedding and it was like, everybody was shocked, right? Both sides of the family are just finding out about this. We hadn't, like, I hadn't met his side. Like everybody was just kind of like, what are you doing? Are you thinking about this? You know, cause it was all so fast and life changing, but it was like, I had to pull on that big CEO, you know, the CEO pants and I had to wear them and I had to be really firm in my decisions. And I had to say, you know, this is my life. What do I want? my life. You know, nobody else is going to live my life with me. And yes, they may be impacted by my decisions, but in the end, I am the only one who's going to be truly impacted by this decision. You know, if I decide to stay and not go, I may never see him again. Is that worth the risk to me? You know, you have to think that through. And it's like, no, I didn't even hesitate when he asked me if I wanted to go. I did not think about any repercussions. I did not think about anything. And that's how you know, right? Because it was just this gut instinct. I knew it. I had no doubt. And like, I haven't looked back. Like, I am so thankful for the life that we have built and developed. And if I had, you know, not had my CEO pants on that day, if I had not really stood in my truth, knowing who I was and like what my goal in life was, this never would have happened. Who knows? I don't know if he would have stayed. He may have left in could have had two totally separate lives and like that to me is like you know that would have been the worst outcome like so that's why sometimes you just have to rely on yourself and realize like others may not love what you're gonna do but it's not their life and you know my family loves him I love his family they love me like everybody he loves my family like it worked out so awesome in the end like it was something that you know, we probably didn't even realize everything was moving so fast, but it was totally meant to be. And, you know, such amazing life experiences have come from that. And I have somebody who is like my perfect match and like true best friend. And not everyone can say that they've ever found that person. And I have been so lucky to have found, you know, like that soulmate um, forever and ever. So you've got to be the CEO of your life because... You are the only one who can truly believe in yourself. You are the only one who knows deep down in your gut, like what is right for you and where you need to go and when you need to stand up for yourself and when you need to shut down other people's, you know, stories or narratives or things they're trying to impose on you because they're not living your life. They can judge as much as they want, but they're not you. They're not the ones living with your day-to-day -day decisions. So a CEO it's all about living in this mindset of you are right. You are exactly who you're meant to be at this time. You're strong. You're empowered. You know, you've got a great self-love buildup going on because sometimes, you know, people aren't going to be thrilled with what your decisions are. But you can still, over time, just let them process, you know, let people process their thoughts. But you just need to stand firm in what you believe and know is good. And you're going to start to see yourself differently. When you start calling yourself that CEO, you're going to start seeing yourself as somebody who stands a little taller, someone who's a little more firm in how they say things or their actions, somebody who exudes confidence, you know, huge confidence boost the minute you tell yourself you're a CEO. 
imagine that day, like if you actually do become a CEO or, you know, if you're in that position where it's like, just envision yourself walking into maybe it's your dream office with, you know, the view over a downtown, or maybe it's, you know, your, I don't know, your home office where you're the CEO of, you know, the company that you just created, whatever that is. But imagine yourself walking in there, like, what outfit are you going to be wearing? What desk are you sitting at? What is the artwork on the wall or what's on the wall? What does the vibe feel like? And really get yourself like work in all your senses and just imagine what does that CEO look like? Picture yourself as whatever the CEO is. And when you're starting to let have doubt creep in or you're not standing as tall and as strong as you know, envision that person and remember those feelings you felt when you first imagined them. You're going to be just fine because you're going to say, oh, yeah, that's who I am. That's the CEO of my life. That's what he or she looks like. And go with it. In the end, you know, taking risks, being a CEO, it's all part of the job. It's something that you're going to have to do. There are going to be life challenges and you're going to have to stand firm. But being a CEO, you do that, right? You, you have to take risks. You have to stand for things that may not be the popular decision. But you really have to know what are the core values, what are the roots of that company, and in this case, of yourself. What is it that you need to do? And go for it. So you can only do what's right for you. And being the CEO of your life is probably one of the most amazing gifts you can give yourself. So own your actions, own yourself, and tune in next week for another episode. Thanks for tuning in. This is Lo. That was your weekly dose of self-love with me, Lo. Want more? Tune in next week and connect with me on Instagram at Mrs. Lauren Elizabeth Jones. Send me a DM. Let me know what you want to hear, what you think, and we'll talk about it all. Join me on the next Love Yourself Inside Out podcast.